That radio chick Cheryl Lee here with you. Welcome to the Still Rocking It podcast where we'll have news, reviews and interviews with some of our favourite Australian musicians and artists. Today I share a chat I had recently with Liam Goff, drummer and founding member of Melbourne's favourite blues rock band, the Teskey Brothers. Multi-aria award-winning and Grammy-nominated blues and soul band from Warradale in rural Victoria, we find out how the boys met and became one of Australia's best blues acts. Hear how excited they are to be performing with Orchestra Victoria and about heading back to iconic blues fest. What's Liam Goff and the Teskey Brothers up to lately? Let's find out. You're with Cheryl Lee, that radio chick. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. We've got a member of one of my favourite blues bands with us today, the drummer from the Teskey Brothers, Liam Goff. Thank you for coming in to my Zoom chat this morning, Liam. Thanks for having me on, Cheryl. It's a pleasure. We'll ask in a little minute about how you guys got together and formed the band, but a couple of things about you. Were you always going to be an artist? Were you born with drumsticks in your hand? Was that your destiny or is it something you fell into? Uh, It was definitely going to be something creative. My family all come from creative fields, working with their hands and things. But my dad was a drummer, and so I grew up with a drum set in the house, and I would get dragged to gigs to help him set up uh, drums, and I was allowed to hit them and play them. And then, yeah, sort of fell into it that way, but then had lessons through high school and during uni as well. You sort of fell into the family business. (laughs) In a sense, yeah. Do you have any other siblings? Are they musical as well? I guess they are in the musical family like yours. Yeah, my sister played music. Um, She played trumpet mostly, but she actually ended up focusing on dancing. She became a dancer and, yeah, it was very accomplished. So, yeah, I grew up around her. She's a bit older than me, so I'd get dragged to her dance lessons (laughs) and uh, that exposed me to a lot of different types of music as well, which was really great, and performance. Just the one sister? Yep. And you? Now, how did you boys get together, hit it off? and become the Teskey Brothers? Well, we all grew up in the same town uh, outside of Victoria or in Victoria called Warrandyte, which is about 35 minutes just out of Melbourne. It's the first sort of green area they call the Green Wedge where there's a beautiful Yarra River flowing through. Um, And the first time I really met them was when I was in probably middle of high school and I'd get the bus back and I saw these two guys getting on the bus with their guitars and I thought, oh, they look interesting, you know, and they play music. I wonder I should get to know them. And then that turned out to be Josh and Sam and Brendan, the bass player. He actually went to the same school, but he was a year or two below me. And so we met at school and started a, a, a band playing sort of um, funk and, and blues and, and rock and things. Yeah, towards the end of the high school, uh, ended up jamming with Josh and Sam in things like Battle of the Bands and just getting a call to be like, oh, can you come and play this gig? Um, with them and I'd go and you know jump in and and play without rehearsals and things we didn't rehearse much in the early days and yeah we played a lot of weddings and uh, local pubs in particular the one pub St Andrew's pub which is a renowned sort of renowned for blues and and soul and rock down in Victoria so um, that's sort of where we cut our teeth. So weddings parties anything? Yeah bar mitzvahs funerals we did it all (laughs) 60ths 50ths 80ths. Lucky you guys were on the same bus yeah, well, lucky we all grew up in the same town and, you know, most of us are still living here. 
Josh, Brendan, and I are all are all back living here. Sam's um, out of town for a little bit. Yeah, it's it's definitely home to us. And you know, there's been a lot of music and creative arts that have come out of Warrandyte and the surrounding areas. Um, Is it a fairly rural area, Liam? It's technically semi-rural. I never oh. thought it was, but my uh, girlfriend, she she says that it is definitely very rural, but technically it's semi-rural. There's lots <laughs> of trees and um, undulating hills and, and river flowing through the valley. Sounds beautiful. One of the great things about chatting with Liam is that I'm going to get to play a lot of my favourite Teskey Brothers songs. Let's start with Carry You. It's from the very first... Teskey Brothers album I bought, Run Home Slow. Hope you love it as much as I do and we'll chat more to Liam, drummer from the Teskey Brothers, straight after this. You joined in uh, 2008. You're old hat now, you're old hands at this. Yeah, I, I, technically that was the, the solidification of the Teskey Brothers band, the four of us. But before that, I'd been playing in, I'd sat in with Josh and Sam and played in other bands, the Ella Thompson band. Josh and I were the rhythm section for her first band, playing some pretty big gigs, supporting Renee Gayer and things. So, yeah, it wasn't really solidified as, as us as a four. There was lots of bands going around it, sort of, we all played in, so... Um, but once it's solidified, things seem to lock into place and um, we've stuck with it since, yeah, 2008. Chatting to other people, that seems to be how it um, works. You're playing with, in lots of different bands and lots of con- different configurations and then suddenly magic happens. Well, yeah, it's 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 all uh, riding on collaboration and personalities and the interactions of personalities and, um, you know, I've listened to a you know, over the years, many interviews with uh, session musicians and professional musicians trying to figure out how it works. And so many of them say, you've got to be a great musician. There's no doubting that you've got to work on your craft, but you also have to have the people skills and be able to relate to people. And if you're going to be stuck in a tour bus or an aeroplane for weeks on end, you've got to learn how to get along with people and rub them the wrong way and also not get rubbed the wrong way yourself. So there seems to be something about the four of us that, um, you know, we've laughed a lot and, you know, we did 10 years of playing gigs that uh, might be three set gigs at pubs or weddings and things like that. And to get through them a lot of the time, you just had to sort of step back and, and just enjoy it and not take it too seriously. And, yeah, we, we just love to laugh a lot. And that, enjoy that the gets ride. gets us through. And enjoy the ride, exactly. <laughs> you guys have just been out playing live again, probably after, like everybody, an extended, unpredicted break. You've done Somersault in the Hunter Valley and Wollongong. That's right. We've just come back from there. Both How great was shows. Oh, fantastic to get back on a big stage again in front of about eight, 9,000 people, each of those shows, big outdoor festivals, nice warm weather. It was fantastic. Those shows were actually meant to be played a year ago on the Somersault Tour, but they got postponed. But yeah, we haven't played much for the last two years because of the situation with COVID, but we did the previous February a year ago, we did play, we managed to squeeze in a bunch of somersault shows around Australia, which was fantastic. So it's been a, a warm welcome to, to jump back on a stage playing with them the past few weeks. I saw a photo, I think, from the back of the stage across the audience. And by the look of it, the audience is just as happy to be listening to live music as you are to be playing it for us. 
Yeah, well, I guess people in New South Wales have had it pretty tough and, and musicians and people in the uh, performing arts have had it extremely tough, even down to the crews and things, talking to people that, yeah, have been out of work for so long and that's their trade. It's been really tough. So there's amongst the crowd and everyone involved in organising and the crew, it's just been a huge breath of fresh air to be able to get a big show like that across the line and, you know, for it to be safe and people to enjoy themselves. It's, it's been a really amazing feeling. So hopefully we have turned the corner with that. I'm the fundraising coordinator for Support Act South Australia, so I oh, know firsthand you. what you're talking about and it's just been devastating. So hopefully, fingers crossed, We have turned the corner there because you're coming to Glenelg in Adelaide on the 20th of March. That's right, uh, with the Somersault crew. Yeah, that's actually where I saw you guys perform live for the very first time when you came with Cold Chisel and Paul Kelly. Yeah, and what a great day that was. It was. It was actually, actually my birthday probably two years ago, I think. And the wind was howling, but uh, it was a fantastic gig. And to share the stage with Paul Kelly and Jimmy Barnes was just amazing. We can't wait to get back there. I'll see you down the front on the 20th of March. This time you're coming with Xavier Rudd and Casey Chambers. Have you played with these guys before? We have. Um, Casey Chambers has been on the last two Somersault shows we did in New South Wales. And Xavier Rudd, we've played with a few times alongside him at some amazing venues around... I think mostly in Adelaide and WA from memory. So, yeah, that's going to be another great lineup. Holy Holy's on there as well, which is another favourite group of ours. And the Dregs, I'm not sure if you've heard of them. Another great no. band. A stellar lineup on the beach. What a venue right oh, there on the beach. So amazing. You're with Cheryl Lee and I'm with Liam Goff, drummer with the Teskey Brothers. We'll hear more from Liam after this, but I wanted to play you one of my favourite songs of theirs, also from the Run Home Slow album, Hold Me. Hold me, don't hold me down Carry me, but keep my feet on the ground After that in March... Fingers crossed again. We're going to see you guys at Blues Fest. That's right. We've been booked to play Blues Fest for the last two years and it just hasn't happened. It's come so close. Something's always gone wrong with the situation with COVID. But, yeah, fingers crossed it's all looking really good for this year and it's a huge lineup again. So we played Blues Fest, I think, must be four years ago now, and that's the only time we've, we've played it. And that was sort of a, a dream gig for a lot of us. You know, looking at the lineups that that came through from Australia, but also overseas, it was always sort of like the mecca of Australian music festivals for blues, soul, rock, those sort of genres. So we can't wait to take the stage. We're headlining on the Monday, I believe, which is going to be amazing. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to get back up north to to play Blues Fest and and see see a bunch of great Australian acts. It's predominantly Australian acts this That's year, right. which is going to be amazing. A lot of Australian representation of blues, soul, rock music, uh, roots music. So, yeah, I'm, I'm itching to get up there. I'll see you down the front there as well. My husband's recently bought the, you know, Harley, as you do when you transition to retirement. Last year, we rode for four days straight, me holding on for dear life on the back. We got to Berrima and got the news that Blues oh. Fest had <laughs> so- I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
like, oh, look, as upset as we were, I just felt so much for all the, not just the artists, but as you say, all the crew, everyone involved in catering, the whole shire, basically. There were people, other friends on planes on the way there when they heard. Must have been just as devastating, probably more so, for all you guys, all dressed up, nowhere to play. Yeah, that and just all the crew. We got reports that all the chairs had been put out, everything right down to the last minute. Fridges Um, were stopped. All the food vans, you know, had all of their supplies ready to go and then they had no way of selling them on and it was just... Yeah, a bit of a catastrophe, yeah. but unfortunate. But ultimately, safety for everyone is the most important thing. So, yeah, everyone had to take a hit on that one. It's going to feel so much better this year when when it happens and it's going to be uh, the gig that a lot of people have been waiting for, for for years. I think it's going to go off. I think it's going to be like Australia's Woodstock. It'll be remembered 50 years from yeah. now. <laughs> Is it 50 years since the Sunbury Festival in down in Victoria? I think it might be. So it, it might be one of those situations that ho- hopefully our kids and the grandkids will be um, watching videos of Blues Fest 2022 on YouTube in, in another 50 years. 50 years. years. <laughs> I reckon they will. I'd love to see. They'll give you a wave. <laughs> so Great, today. yeah. I just wanted to congratulate you. This is amazing. The Governor's Ball Music Festival in New York in June. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So we're heading over to the States for a little while in June and the Governor's Ball is one that we've been looking at for a while and we never dreamed that we would actually get to play it. It's at a huge, uh, a very old baseball stadium field called City Field in New York. It's this amazing red brick stadium. It's a three-day festival run inside of the stadium and they have people sitting all around the, uh, the stands, the stalls, but also people down on the field where the stage is. That's going to be an amazing way to uh, dip our toe back into touring in the States, I think. Will it be televised for us back here? I'm not sure. Let's hope so. Uh, We'll have to find out so that people from around the world can tune in. We might at least be able to see some bits on YouTube or Facebook. Something will be shared or filmed, yeah. Back with more from Lee and Goff from the Teskey Brothers and what they're up to straight after another one of my favourite songs of theirs. Oh, my God, they're all my favourite. This one is Rain, and it's the live version this time from their album Live at the Forum. some vision of your performance, your live performance, live at the Bowl, Sydney Meyer Music Bowl with Orchestra Victoria. That was absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, so that all started out over a year ago. We got asked to go and play with Orchestra Victoria live at Hamer Hall without an audience. It was a part of COVID where we couldn't have an audience, but uh, we managed to get some um, support and funding from the government to cover some of the costs of the orchestra. And so we had an arranger... Jamie Messenger score up a bunch of our music and so he he put together a score that would complement our music and we went in and we did day's rehearsal and then a day's recording with the orchestra let me tell you it was the hardest day of musical work I've ever had to do it was <laughs> it was terrifying but we I think we ended up doing a really good job and it was all recorded because it was going to be shown on YouTube and then People at our label and our management and friends were saying, oh, it sounds so good. You should release it as an album. So we had it completely remixed and uh, put on vinyl and CD and we released that as a live album. must be nearly two months ago in December. 
we decided let's really be crazy and let's try and tour it around Australia with the 40-piece orchestra. So we had a bunch of shows booked, yeah, because of COVID. The only one we've managed to pull off so far is our hometown of Melbourne at the City My Music Bowl, which, you know, I think we had 8,000 people through the door. Yeah, it was both electrifying but also terrifying Terrifying. because, um, you know, I'm back-to-back with the conductor and we have to sort of communicate because I'm sort of holding the band together. Um, I'm the conduit between our band and the orchestra as well as the, the conductor. Yeah, it was it was kind of terrifying because they're all playing from musical scores. They're playing note for note. We cannot change anything. So yeah, the uh, the risk was high, but the rewards were, were definitely um, amazing. Once we played that show and we walked off stage, we were electrified for a few days. So that's something I'll never forget. Definitely a bucket list moment. I think that's actually the shot from the rear of the stage that I saw with Ah. the audience just totally enthralled. I've seen the Angels with the Adelaide Symphony Orchestra and that blew me away. Have you got any plans when it's safe to bring that show to Adelaide? Hopefully. We will see. We've had to rebook the New South Wales show. Yeah, a few other things have been moved around. So fingers crossed when it's safe to do so because obviously flying 40 people around yeah. from, from an orchestra and, and we all follow the rules very strictly. It's, it's all got to be very safe and very legal. So we just have to wait and fingers crossed we can make that happen again because now we're all rehearsed up. We've got the show ready to roll. It worked really well at the Sydney My Music Bowl. We'd be very excited to get around Australia with uh, the orchestra again. I mean, moving that many people around, let alone musicians with instruments, in non-COVID time, it is is a feat in itself. But, of course, COVID adds another element of difficulty, doesn't it? Oh, the logistical nightmare, but they're also professional. They have a huge truck that they drive all the instruments around to the next city. It's a huge undertaking, and and we were just very lucky to be able to have players of that calibre on stage playing our music, essentially, with Jamie's Messenger's scores. It was, yeah, a one once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I'll never forget. It really looked like a magical experience. And as we've already mentioned, you can get the new album, The Testy Brothers with Orchestra Victoria, live at Hamer Hall from the Teskey Brothers website and all good music outlet. Yeah, that's right. There's vinyl, CD, online streaming. You can get it any way you listen to music, basically. I love that you've got it in vinyl. I've got your others in vinyl. We love vinyl. I mean, we all grew up on our parents' record collections and I've been collecting vinyl for, yeah, since I was a teenager. It's just a medium that, I guess, commands respect. You've got to be so careful with it. You can't leave it in the sun. You can't scratch it. You can't just chuck it in the car. No, and you've got to be at home most likely. I do at least. You put the A-side on you sit down and it's like, you know, it's that 20 or 22 minutes of music and then you go and you flip it and it's, it's something about the album of yesteryear where people would actually make albums and press it to a 12-inch vinyl. And so we started doing it. The first album we pressed was Half Mile Harvest. And I think the minimum run we could do was 300. And we were like, God, how are we going to pay for that? And I remember saying to the guys like, look, we're never going to do this again. Let's just, we'll save up money from gigs and we'll do it. And we can each have 50 or, you know, 75 vinyls each and we'll give them to our parents and friends and rah, rah, rah. And we pressed those 300 and then we did an album release and boom, they were gone. Boom. I'm like, oh, okay, order another 300. Oh, you sure? We might not sell them. Boom, they were gone. And we ended up being the most pressed vinyl that Zenith, the record plant in Melbourne, have pressed to this date, I think. 
our fans seem to love our music on vinyl. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that people are, uh, are buying it and listening to it still. Vinyl is just the whole experience, isn't it? And you can't just go skip, skip, skip. You play it from beginning to end and you just learn to love the whole thing. Yeah, and they're, they're my favourite albums. And there's, there's some, it's funny, like I used to skip one, maybe two songs on an album, but then over time I've, I've actually realised, oh, no, those songs are amazing and now I, I do actually love them. So it changes the interaction with music, I think. Exactly. That's what I mean. You're with Cheryl Lee and Liam Goff from the Teskey Brothers going to play a John Lennon song now from their Live at the Forum vinyl album. That belongs to yours truly. <laughs> Back to finish up our chat with Liam straight after this. I'm sorry, I made you on YouTube, I think it was, you and your almost like the Russian dolls moving your drum kit around. You know the, uh, yeah. the Bushka dolls that all yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that your invention? Yeah. So I, I love solving difficult tasks like that. I've actually got an industrial design background. After school, I was, you know, my parents were sort of saying, why don't you do something creative where you might actually be able to put some food on the table for yourself? And so I, I didn't focus on music straight after school and so I went and studied industrial design and worked as an industrial designer for a few years and then realized you know what I'm not happy I'm playing in bands you know every weekend and so I I took the leap and got out of that then just focused full-time on music and now we're lucky I'm lucky enough to be able to we're in the band able to support ourselves for now with music but I do have the itch for doing creative design things and solving problems and so when we started out touring around Australia to save money but also to be able to play our own instruments we came up with ways to be able to fly with our instruments and so I weighed everything out on my one of my smaller jazz drum sets and then yeah managed to build some cases and figure out a way that I could actually pack it down into two 32 kilo cases which means on Virgin Airlines I can fly anywhere in Australia and take my whole drum set for free. Yeah, that was a, a fun thing. Well done, and you. Thank you. Yeah, it, it, our sound is a big part of our sound. I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but our instruments are very dear to us and we want to have them on stage. And, and you know, for playing 50s, 60s, 70s inspired music, we want to have the right instruments and they make us play a certain way as well. So we've spent a lot of energy yeah, lugging our own instruments around the world. Well, you certainly made it look easy. Very <laughs> clever. Lastly, and then I best let you go, Liam, what do you listen to at home when you're all by yourself? A lot of stuff from the 60s and 70s still. There's something about the sound and and the vibe of the music. It's pretty eclectic what I listen to. I've been, you know, obviously uh, blues, rock and soul from, you know, the, the British invasion and all of the American music from the 60s and 70s. But then also I've been delving into Afrobeat from South Africa in, you know, the late 70s and early 80s with uh, Fela Kuti and things like that. But also Brazilian bands from the 60s. There's something about 60s and 70s Brazilian music that is just so beautiful. I can't understand a word they're saying, but that makes the, the, the melodic uh, parts of their voices so much better. And it takes me somewhere else. I feel like I'm on a, you know, somewhere in Rio or or further north in Brazil uh, on a beach just listening to this music. I don't know. It's it's 
it transports me somewhere. So I don't seem to discriminate. Most music from the 60s and 70s I, I can listen to um, and I'm, I'm still stuck in that era. And I think it's because of the sonic qualities of the recording, which, you know, it's all analogue recording, yeah, pressed to vinyl. And that's the way we record all our music is fully analogue, which means it can't be polished and perfect. You sort of have to live with the imperfections and embrace the imperfections. A bit more organic. Yeah. It's a bit more organic and maybe a bit more honest and it's just not as over-polished, I think, in a way. So there's something that resonates with us in those sounds. Liam, thank you so much for chatting to us today and we wish you all the best with the release of the album and the up-and-coming gigs. We're looking forward to seeing you here at our Glenelg Beach in March and then Hubby and I will be back on the bike for four days and... (laughs) We'll see you in Bluesfest as well. Well, thanks for having me on, Cheryl, and I hope you enjoy the ride. Thank you. I will. And thanks again. Say hi to the rest of the band. I love you guys. Oh, thanks. Thanks for your support, Cheryl. Thank you, Lynn, for your time this morning. No worries. You have a good day. I think we might go out with something a little different. You may remember Liam mentioned playing in a band with the other Teskey brothers that supported Renee Gaya. I haven't played a Renee Gaya song in such a long time, and I think that's what we might go out with. How about Stairs and Whispers? with Cheryl Lee, that radio chick. Thank you so much for joining me on the Still Rocking It podcast. Hope to catch you again next time. Get out when you can, support Aussie music, and I'll see you down the front.